Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. There's a look at the arena in Glasgow, Scotland, where the Billie Jean King Cup has been taking place all week long. We'll tell you what happened to Team USA as they tried to make it out of group play to the semifinals, as well as all the action from the next-gen ATP finals as well. Hey, everybody, welcome into our Santa Monica, California studios. Rob Simulcare with Jimmy Arias and Vicky Duvall. And First of all, I want to say happy Veterans Day to all of the servicemen and women out there. Thank you all for your service to our country. You know a lot of festivities going on around the country today, so thank you and happy Veterans Day. Speaking of the U.S., Team USA and the Billie Jean King Cup trying to get through to the semifinals, a tough matchup against the Czech Republic. Team USA really get kind of a group of death here, and Danielle Collins tried to get things started for the U.S. Yeah, obviously this was a match we were really looking forward to. Two of the strongest teams in the Billie Jean King Cup. And Marquette's is sort of a crafty lefty. She has a well-rounded game. She understands the dimensions of the court, and she moves well. You can see here, understanding the open court, going for it. And honestly, I thought Danielle Collins looked a little bit flat today. She couldn't really get her feet in position. She couldn't go after the ball, which is what makes Danielle so dangerous when she's playing well. But Marquette just had all the answers today. It was kind of a perfect storm for her to dictate the point, move the ball around. She was using her drop shots, playing really smart tennis, and it was just not a good day at the office for the Americans. Marquette seals the deal here with a forehand winner to give the win to Team Czech Republic. All right, so Vondrusova with the win there. That means Team USA needs to win out in this three-rubber tie. Coco Goff, a must-win match here against Katarina Sinyakova. Coco, number seven in the world. She played so well in doubles against Poland when she did get her first taste of the Billie Jean King Cup. So coming in, you thought she was going to find a way to win this match for the USA and tie things up. But Sinyakova's beaten the U.S. before. She's clinched it in 2018 in the finals against the U.S. And Sinyakova was finding their lines at the most important times. First set went to a tie break. That tie break was dominated by Sinyakova. Second set, the first few games were very hotly contested. I liked how Coco got the change and tried to come to net. She tried different things. None of it worked. And in the end, it was 14 points in a row for Sinyakova to show up the tie for the Czech Republic. And Coco Goff, for her forehand at the end of the year, really struggled. The surface wasn't great for her, all these lower, skiddy, or bouncing courts. And it showed a little bit of weakness of hers on the forehand. It ha as the match wore on, it got worse and worse for her. So hopefully that doesn't bleed into next year early in the year. She does have some time off now. It's been a long year for Coco. A disappointing end of the year. Went over at the WTA finals and then bounced out as well here at the Billie Jean King Cup. And for Team USA, Vicky, 
This is a tough draw. I mean, they, they had to get the Czech Republic in their group. Those two countries have won more than any other countries in the history of the Fed Cup, Billie Jean King Cup event. So the U.S. could look at maybe a little bit of bad luck on the draw. Yeah, I think so. And we knew going into this match that it was going to be a really tough lineup for USA. And they were struggling a little bit in their match. Danielle didn't look too great in her first match. And I think today they just ran out of steam a little bit towards the end. And it was just too strong from the Czechs today. It was. They ended up getting a doubles match played a little bit later on. The U.S. did win that match, Taylor Townsend and Madison Keys, but it was uh, academic as the U.S. goes down. It'll be the Czech Republic to the semifinals. Meanwhile, another team looking to make it to the semifinals, Switzerland taking on Canada. First match there was Victoria Goliabich beating Bianca Andrescu. So this is Belinda Benchett trying to close it out. Yeah, I thought Belinda looked really sharp today, and she kind of gave Layla a taste of her own medicine. Obviously, Layla with a double bagel win yesterday. And the second set was a little bit more interesting. Uh, Layla started finding her way a little bit, but ultimately, Belinda came up clutch when it really mattered. And I think what makes Belinda so dangerous on a surface like this is her ability to change the direction of the ball. You see here, that's a low percentage shot, but for Belinda, that's just another day at the office. And I, you know, Belinda had a little bit of a struggle closing it out at 5-4, but she made no mistake at 6-5, getting that clinch win for Team Switzerland. So the Swiss move on. No North American teams will make it to the semifinals. Here you see the matchups in those semis. It's Australia against Great Britain, which had the upset to make it to the semifinals. First time they've been in the semis of this event since the early 80s. And then it'll be Switzerland taking on the Czech Republic. Jimmy, what do you like? I mean, it's going to be difficult for Switzerland and the Czech Republic are, to me, the two strongest teams left. They play each other in the semifinals. So, you know, maybe because we're playing in Glasgow, Great Britain got to make the draw themselves, but they're in the better section of the draw. I, I think Switzerland has a very good chance the way they played. I thought Canada is an incredibly tough team. Leila Fernandez on that surface. She'd won her match 0-0 the match before. Lost the first set 6-0 with Benchich. Benchich is playing awfully well. That team's going to be tough. What do you think? Who do you yeah. like? Yeah, I think I like, I mean, Great Britain has played some inspired tennis. We saw that yesterday. So I would expect them to come through against Australia. And I think the Czechs, they've won this event so many times. There's a great camaraderie between the girls. And you can see that on the bench. They've known each other for a long time and they work well together. So I think we're going to see the Czechs lifting the trophy again. Well, that crowd was fired up for the British team during group play. So expect to see another rowdy crowd in Scotland for Team Great Britain. And you take a look at the history, recent history of this event, and it's been a lot of Czech Republic. There you see the U.S. won in 2017, but the Czech Republic with six victories in the last 11 years of this event, 10 if you count the 2020 layoff. So Czech Republic, Jimmy, clearly they know what they're doing in this well, event. Well, maybe that's why Vicky picked them to win again this year, because she's going with history. And one of the things they do have, they've had great singles players, but they've also had great doubles teams and great doubles players. So that's one of the reasons they find themselves winning often. Uh, I'm not sure their number one player, Pliskova, isn't playing particularly well. They didn't even bring her out for this match for the U.S., which does tell you how deep their team is. They beat the U.S. without playing their number one singles player.
Barbara Krejcikova, of course, a great doubles player. She went home injured, so they don't have her. But the depth may just be enough for them to get through no matter who they bring. Yeah, I think so. And obviously, I went with the pick that made the most sense, as Jimmy said. Chalk. I went with the obvious. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think, again, with the camaraderie and how well these girls know each other, and I think they have a great captain. They've worked with that, um, that coach for a long time. And so I think, you know, they know how to work well together, even though they don't have their strongest players. What do you think of this event and the format? Of it. Do you, does it look like they're having fun? I know the U.S. team, they're, they're disappointed, obviously, not getting the win. Did it look like they were having fun to you over there? Or do you think they'll, they'll get out of there feeling like it was not such a great experience? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you're playing for your country, you're playing for so much more than yourself. And it's, it's always really hard to, you know, feel like you let yourself down, you let your country down, you let your teammates down. I mean, I think the U.S. team played with a lot of heart, and they probably didn't feel their best out there. But I was happy to see Coco Goff at least. You know, she looks like she was feeling better from when she played at the WTA finals. So even though she had a bit of a blowout in the second set, I think she can take some confidence from that first set into the next season. Jimmy, it's always tough with these end-of-season events. It's been a long year for all these players. Uh, some of them play the finals, but they all played a lot of tennis. This is the last thing standing for a lot of them between the tennis and a vacation, right, before they have to go to Australia. They looked, the U.S. team, like they needed a vacation a little bit. Danielle Collins, as you mentioned, didn't feel as though she was moving quite as well, and that happened in her first match as well. Coco gave what she had, but it looked, it looked like the U.S. team needed to go home and take a few weeks off and get ready for next year, and that's exactly what's going to happen now. All right. Well, they're on their way home, but uh, they'll be back at it, of course, in Australia. Meanwhile, the men. we got a lot of men talk when we come back. First of all, the next-gen players in Italy, and then the, the big guys. The ATP finals about to take off as well. We'll take you through who's there and what to look at when we come back at TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. To Italy we go, and Brandon Nakashima looking to make the finals of the ATP Next Gen Finals, taking on British man Jack Draper. Here's a look at the matchups. This event's for 21 and under, so a couple of youngsters, both in the top 50 now, meeting for the first time. Nakashima made the semis last year in this event, looking to make his first trip to the final. And this was a high-quality match. These two were hitting the ball huge. And i got to say right up front, yesterday, I think Vicky picked Nakashima, and I went against her and said, I'll go with Draper. I'm not sure if I'm right about that, but I think I am. And after the first set, Nakashima wins a tough tie-break set. Vicky was looking good with her pick. But in the second set, it was all Draper. Draper came up with some remarkable shot-making in that second set. Won it comfortably 4-1. But one of the great strengths of Nakashima is he just keeps plugging away. He doesn't let anything bother him. And in this format, where the games and the sets can go by so quickly and there's so many big points, it's important to be mentally strong. And Nakashima was. He took 
that third set, the fourth set. He got down 5-2 in this tiebreak after having a match point when Draper was serving at 2-3. But Nakashima finishes Draper off with the last five points in the tiebreak. He was a semifinalist here last year. He's gone at least one step further with that impressive win. All right, remember, they play these sets to four. Here's the other semifinal, Dominic Stricker and Yuri Lahechka. Yeah, this match was a little bit of a surprise to me. If you watched yesterday's show, you know I predicted that Stricker was going to be in the finals, but Lahechka was just rock solid in the first two sets. He came up with the goods. He had all the answers for Stricker. And this is, in the third set, Stricker played the kind of tennis that got him undefeated in the initial round robins. He was hitting some hot shots, but I think it was a little bit too little, too late. And Lehetska found another gear in the fourth set. And he is into his maiden next-gen finals. What a run he's had. And I think he's going to be a contender for sure to beat Nakashima tomorrow. He's looking really strong. He has been a hot player, won a bunch of matches on the challenger circuit, a couple of nice wins at tour level as well. And so Yuri Lahetska of the Czech Republic will take on Brandon Nakashima. Nakashima looking for his first win in this event. His second title in not so long. He won the 250 in San Diego not long ago. So Nakashima's been playing very well. This will be a good one. He's won the only previous meeting between them, Jimmy. What do you think right now about Brandon's game? and his chance to win here. I thought when the tournament started, the first match that I saw Nakashima play, I didn't think he played particularly well. The court looked too quick. He's got a big swing on the forehand. He was having trouble controlling his forehand. As the tournament has gone on, he's played better and better. He looked brilliant today against Draper. And he did crush Lahechka during the round robin. I don't know if that's a positive or a negative mm. because there's going to be some things changed in the final. Obviously, Lahechka's got some things to work with. Nakashima's going to be told, just do what you did the last time. It's not so easy. What do you think? The, the pressure here, is it on Nakashima? He's been to the semis of this event before. I think he probably feels like this is a match he should win. Do you think he's facing the pressure to get it done? Yeah, I think so. And he came up short in the semifinals last year. So he's probably looking to win the title. And I think Jimmy's totally right. When you play a player and you've beaten them, especially this close to the event, and, you know, it happens sometimes a week before at another tournament, and then you play them again, but he beat him just a couple days ago. So in my experience, if that happens and you all of a sudden you find yourself in a tough match against the opponent, you're like, what's going on? You know, I smoked him last time. So I think for Nakashima, he's going to have to have short-term memory. And Lahetska has no pressure going into this match. He's got nothing to lose. It's funny when you see, like, in the qualifying of tournaments and you beat someone last round of qualifying and then they get a lucky loser and you play them the first round it's usually the person who lost mm. wins in the first round. It's just one of those things. Nakashima, however, as I've been saying, mentally stronger than most. He'll still be able to play one point at a time. We'll see if it's good enough. Well, you know, this event, there, there are no points on the line. There is some money uh, at stake for sure, but there is some prestige here as well. And you look at the history of this next-gen event, what the winners have gone on to do, it's pretty impressive, especially when you look at Tsitsipas, Sinner, and then Alcaraz. I mean, that's a who's who right now of the best young players in the game, Vicky. So I know Brandon Nakashima wants to see himself on a list like that.
Yeah, obviously with three of those guys cracking the top ten, I think this event, there's just something about it that propels them to, I don't know if they get some confidence from it, obviously they do, but it's pretty impressive the caliber of players that have come out of this event. And I think Nakashima, he's so even keeled and that's really important to get, to be steady at a high level. So I think we'll see Brandon cracking at that level too. Jimmy, who do you think's got a higher ceiling as a player, Lahechka or Nakashima? Who would you, who would you buy stock in? I mean, right now, I guess Nakashima just because I'm going home team American Veterans Day all those type of things yeah. that list that we showed you number one in the world already Alcaraz Sissipas has a chance to be number one in the world at the end of next week if he runs the table in the you know ATP tour finals and so that's a list of players that are awfully good young Chung had injury issues but yeah. he made semifinals of Australian Open before he sort of wasn't able to play any longer this next gen thing is for real what do you think yeah, Pick I a mean, winner. Who you got? I'm going to go with Nakashima. <laughs> <laughs> got to put you on the spot. Yeah, although I should have just disagreed with Jimmy for the sake of disagreeing <laughs> with Jimmy. But, yeah, I mean, I want, I want the American to win. And I think Nakashima coming up short the last time he played, would love to see him raise that trophy. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back on TC Live, we'll look ahead to another big finals event in Italy in Turin. That's right, it'll be the, the big boys, the ATP finals about to kick off on Sunday. We'll take you through the matchups and who we like when we come back on TC Live. Welcome back to TC Live, and we're getting set for the ATP Finals about to kick off in Italy. There's Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, the big guys coming out for the finals this year, looking very dapper there as they pose for the media. And Rafa getting some practice in, Sitsipas as well. All that's going to start Sunday, and it should be very interesting with these top players all there. Here's a look at the matchups as we kick things off. 5.30 Eastern Sunday morning starts off with Kasparud, FAA. Taylor Fritz made the group. He'll be taking on Rafa and then Novak Djokovic and Stefano Tsitsipas, a top 10 matchup there. Vicky, what match interests you the most here? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to FAA. He's been so solid, had that 26-match win streak, and I'm curious to see how he's feeling going into this tournament and what kind of run he's going to have. It's quite a Sunday, isn't it? Rafa Nadal against Taylor Fritz. They played in the finals of Indian Wells. Taylor Fritz, first American here since 2018 when John Isner made it. And then obviously Sissipas needs to run the table to get to number one in the world. Novak Djokovic is probably the best player in the world still. So that's an interesting match. There's nothing but interesting matches. I'm sorry for Daniil Medvedev and Rublev. I guess I have to say their names <laughs> since we didn't say them. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of this event. They are all top 10 matchups on a Sunday. This is group play, remember, not elimination yet. Rafa and Djokovic are there. They're talking to the media. You never know. Of course, it's going to be a challenge, but uh, I hope I will be ready to 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 give myself a chance and uh, that's what I am looking for just practicing uh, as good as possible with the right attitude and just try to be ready for for the action uh, happy to, to give myself another chance at the age of 36 something for me <laughs> difficult to, to imagine years ago I'm motivated and I'm you know uh, looking forward to a challenge you know, I think the intensity as I said is going to be really high 
uh, right from the blocks I have to be uh, focused like I'm playing finals and, and each match is going to be this way. Well, there you see two of the men they think are among the best as we get set for the social net today. And take a look at these records. These are the records of the eight men in the ATP finals against the other men in the finals this year. So you see Rafael Nadal, an impressive 6-1 and one record against the other seven this year. Djokovic, not surprisingly, a solid record as well. Jimmy, you know, we saw Novak, we saw Rafa talking just now. Who do you think has more to gain from making a deep run here? Well, obviously Nadal, because Nadal can get to number one in the world. He can pass out to Raz. So for him, it's very important. Having said that, that 6-1 record for Nadal is not happening on this type of surface. This isn't the surface Nadal plays his best. The one name on there that really impresses me with a winning record against this group is Fritz. If I'm seeing that properly, it's very small. It looks like he's got a 4-3 winning record That's against correct. this group. That, to me, is amazing. Good on you, Taylor Fritz. Yeah, and I think for Novak Djokovic, it's going to be, you know, for his pride, I think, to win this event. He's obviously missed a lot of tournaments because of some of the health issues and things like that. So even though he hasn't played a lot, he's really done well in the few events that he has played. But I think for him, he's trying to prove himself and make a resurgence here. He doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. He's Novak Djokovic. But, you know, he's probably going to want this a little bit more than the rest of the guys. He has won this before multiple times. Nadal has never won it. In fact, he's only won one. One indoor hardcore tournament in his career. So, Jimmy, to your point, this is not really the uh, the surface and the setup that really works for him. But we'll see what happens starting on Sunday. Meanwhile, someone who's missing at the ATP Finals, Carlos Alcaraz. Of course, we'd love to see him there, but he is recovering from a torn abdominal muscle. You see him here doing the work, and uh, you know, Vicky, it would obviously be special to have him there, but we want to see him get better and get ready for Australia. Yeah, it's really good to see that he's already back on the mend and working on his recovery there. All I need to say is Alcaraz needs to drop his ab routine. I want my stomach to look like that. <laughs> but he's easily become one of my favorite players. I think he has the baby Rafa mentality. He gives 110% in everything he does, and he's such a hard worker. So it's, it's really good to see him already making his way back, and I can't wait to watch him next year. It seems hard to believe that he has an ab tear, and the way to fix it or rehab it is to tear it more, because that's what it looks like to me, is he's really stretching out that mm -hmm. left side, which is the side that he has hurt. I think it is impressive, the abs, however. i got to give him that. This I, is I your, isn't this your morning routine, Jimmy? I, I, uh, this is, could have no. sworn I saw you do this in the hotel gym, yeah, no? Definitely not. <laughs> that wasn't you. No. Okay. <laughs> Well, again, we hope he gets better quickly, obviously, as we get set for the ATP Finals. And oh. look at this. Our man, Jimmy Arias, is a grandfather again. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful baby that is. Serena, by the way, the name. The name is Serena, and my third grandchild in three years. My daughter has been very busy. She's not feeling tremendously well right now, but Serena... From what I've heard, she was born just a couple of days ago, right when I was on the flight here. And from what I've heard, she's the perfect baby. Hasn't cried at all, has been absolutely perfect. So, named her Serena. Hopefully, I get one tennis player out of this ring. <laughs> I was going to say, she's destined for greatness with a name like that. And she's adorable. <laughs> I love it. Jimmy, congratulations Thank you. on another grandkid. I know that's uh, incredibly special. Best to Serena and mom.
Here is our weekend schedule coming up on Tennis Channel. Tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Eastern, back to Glasgow we go for the semifinals of the Billie Jean King Cup. Then we'll take you to Italy for the finals of the ATP Next Gen. The All-American Cup, day two as well. We'll be bringing the All-American night session action right after this episode of TC Live and the Billie Jean King Cup final again at 9 Eastern time. We'll take a break, come back to wrap things up in just a minute. Back on TC Live, our hot shot of the day, Katarina Sinyakova got the big win and did it in style on this point. This wasn't just hot shot of the day. I know that this last one, which was somewhat fortunate in my mind, looked incredible, but this was hot shots of the day. The return was great. That flick was amazing. Dropped half volley was incredible. That little misdirection, it was all hot shots. It doesn't say intentional great shot of the day. It's just hot shot. So it could be lucky. Could be a little lucky involved there. Felt slightly That's okay. That counts too. Here's our schedule for tomorrow. Again, we start off at 5 Eastern with Billie Jean King Cup. And then the next gen final, Brandon Nakashima going for the win at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Vicky, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? I'm looking forward to Great Britain. They've had their fairy tale run so far. And obviously Nakashima too. I'd, lo I'd love to see him win that title. So I think a lot of great tennis lined up for us tomorrow as always great tennis coming up tomorrow and it's sort of championship Saturday instead of Sunday in the Nakashima the next gen and we'll see if Switzerland can get the better Czech Republic who keeps winning BJK Cup that's right a bummer no U.S. but I think it'll be fun watching Great Britain tomorrow in Glasgow the home crowd is going to be fired up as they try to come up with an upset win over Australia. They had some upsets just to get to this point, so we'll keep an eye on that. Meanwhile, we're going to send you to San Antonio, Texas in a minute for the All-American Cup. This is a new event that is top American men playing both singles and doubles. We got Dennis Kudla, Stevie Johnson, Jack Sock playing some doubles down there. So a great event. We'll send you down to the All-American Cup. The night session coming up from San Antonio. We'll be back here tomorrow with another edition of TC Live. Have a great Tennis Friday.